2: The IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is moving into the business end of the 50th anniversary year of IMSA and the 2019 season. For the prototypes, just a couple of races after this one. The GTs, well, they've got three because of the GT Festival, the Michelin GT Festival uh, Challenge, rather, at uh, Virginia International Raceway. However, before they can even think about the end of the season, all the teams' car and, uh, and car drivers have to have their mind focused, particularly focused on one of the biggest challenges that IMSA provides. Certainly, the longest at just over four miles, 14 corners in the beautiful countryside of Wisconsin, just outside the fabulous town of Elkhart Lake. This, of course, is Rhoda Murringer, and we're live trackside. For the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship second free practice. And it's live here on IMSA Radio. The WeatherTech Sports Car
3: Championship
1: on IMSA Radio.
2: People tuning in from all around the world on RS2 IMSA Radio. It's just after 20 minutes past 10 uh, on a Friday evening in the UK. Hello to uh, Giles and Sarah Brown, who are in Hampton Court area of the UK. Giles' smashing event that uh, the uh, Goose Productions Company put on at... uh, at Silverstone for the Silverstone Classic last weekend. I know the weather didn't play ball, but my goodness, what a turnout of uh, of spectators and uh, Le Mans cars and all kinds of uh, vehicles there. That is rapidly growing over the last couple of years, and can't wait for next year already. I'm wishing my life away. I know, but the uh, the Legends race into the the night time on Saturday night a particular highlight from everyone who saw it, good to know that you're listening in, best to you and the family, must catch up soon let's uh, remind you if you want to get in touch, it's at Imza Radio on Twitter, as share Adam, down there in the pit lane has watched the cars peel out in the pit lane just as a footnote to uh, the lining up story of the uh, Mustang sampling Cadillac, always the car that uh, has the uh, the superstition of getting onto the pit lane first. Uh, not only was it not first, it wasn't second either.
4: <laughs> no, it was third. It was beaten out by its team car, the Whalen Engineering Cadillac, which has a driver who's very familiar with that car, one position ahead of it. That's the Penske, the number six. But Dane Cameron, former driver of that Whalen Engineering Cadillac, Sits one position ahead. So, uh, not a great start for Action Express, but they're, they're not phased by this. They'll be fine. It's just a little bit of fun and games. And, Oliver Gavin, it's fun and games here at Road America, one of your and Tommy Milner's favorite tracks. It was that win back a couple of years ago in 2016 when Tommy went from fifth to first in the span of 10 minutes. First off, how good is it to have your partner in crime back with you?
0: Oh, it's fantastic. It's great to have Tommy back with us. You know, I'm sure it's been an exceptionally tough. For him sitting and, and 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 watching while while marcel and i are, are out there battling away in in, in effectively his car and uh, you know it was it was a rough deal what happened at Watkins glen uh but it's great to have him back it's positive with eyes forward and i focusing on a positive weekend here at road america and it's wonderful weather it's great to be back at this racetrack uh, you know it's we've had a huge amount of success here in the past and that win in 2016 was was really really special. It's certainly one of the one of the best we've had.
4: And it's also a big weekend for Corvette as a uh, brand because we have the new C8 sitting in the midway. Have you gone over to take a look at the new car? And have you put in your order for it yet?
0: I've been over and, and I've done a little video for for the IMSA guys. Yeah, it's it's fantastic to have the 2020 Corvette here, Stingray. Um, it, you know, it's uh, it's that mid-engine layout. It really is going to be an absolute game changer so much performance but great value all that performance for under sixty thousand dollars i mean it's pretty spectacular
4: i've already put in my request for when chevy puts one in the press fleet to get it but how does it drive
0: oh it's 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 been driving fantastic in fact i was fortunate enough to go out to the nurburgring and do some validation work with the engineering group and it's dynamic it's agile it's athletic it's everything you want from a mid-engine car. I, th- I think it's just going to be wonderful for, for the customers. I can't wait
3: to get on the slide. The green flag is out, as you can hear
4: in the background. So we'll let Ollie get back to work. Thank you for the chat. Always always worth speaking
1: with you. Thank you.
2: Oh, great noises from down in the pit lane with it's Shea Adam. Yeah, uh, Ollie uh, was out on some of the manufacturer days at the Nürburgring Nordschleife to do some of the validation work on the road car, which we didn't get to ask him there, is anything about the race car, but I suspect with no official announcement yet about the race car uh, he would have had a, he would have been able to play that bat with a straight bat Uh, we were talking about cricket earlier on but uh, yeah, Ollie we knew that Ollie had been out there, but we were sworn to secrecy on that Uh, he's uh, done some bits and pieces in the past and I I think he's hoping to do a little more in the future a mid-engined Corvette who would have thunk it it's a handsome beast the car the uh, car itself providing a new platform potentially for a race car that we will see at Daytona next year for its global competitive debut so jeremy moving into the second free practice session for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Cars in the distance, screaming away, what, three, two, three miles away from us here at the start-finish line. But it's a, a beautiful day, barely a breath of wind, just a, a little breeze coming pretty much straight across the start-finish line as far as the paddock flags uh, are concerned. But it's not that much to be ruffling the trees too much just opposite us between us and the, the back straight at turn five as by the time we've got to the line the two action express cars have gone past what happened to the number six there ah the it peeled into the pit lane so the number six Acura was the fastest car out of the first car in line but that uh, peeled into the pit lane with Dean Cameron uh, give you some drivers who were behind the wheel of the cars out there this is a full all skate one hour session by the way no split session as per this morning Jan Magnussen behind the wheel of the three Chevy Corvette C7R Tommy Milner uh, back in harness straight away for Corvette in the four Cadillac Philippe Albuquerque in the five that is the Mustang something car Acura six Team Penske that's in Cameron Ricky Taylor's in the seven in the second of those cars Audi has Parker Chase in the number 8, Porsche, Zach Robichon in the number 9, that's the FAF car. And I presume that's still running the plaid lumberjack shirt colours, yes it is. Then it's Cadillac number 10, Renger van de Zander, Townsend Bell is out in the Lexus number 12, with Jack Hawkes within the 14 RCF. GT3 from Lexus, the two BMW M8 GTLMs, Jesse Kron and Conor De Filippi in the 24 and the 25. Pippo Darani is behind the wheel of the red wheel and engineering 31 Cadillac, Cameron Castles in the pits at the moment in the 33 wins, livery Mercedes AMG GT3. Uh, no, sorry, I've dropped the line there Cameron Castles is in the Orica LMP2 and he's just left the pits the number 38 because Ben Keating is the right man to be in the 33 wins Mercedes two Lamborghinis out there the 44 from Magnus has Andy Lally at the wheel and Corey Lewis behind the controls of the 48 that's the Paul Miller racing car champions from last year that'll do for the time being we'll give you some more as come across the line, two forwards have just gone through Dirk Muller in the 66, Ryan Briscoe in the 67.
3: And the first flying lap in, in this session by column 7, Ricky Taylor uh, is a 1 minute 50.6 uh, that's already, by the way, 1.3 seconds underneath the qualified lap record from last year. So that's not a bad uh, opening gambit there for Ricky Taylor. The fastest lap this morning, though, was uh, by the, uh, the, the, the sister car, Dane Cameron, at the wheel of 150.007, which is almost two seconds quicker than Robert Alon's very impressive pole time one year ago in the P2 Orica for JDC Miller Motorsports.
2: Yeah, very good very good indeed Shea Adams looking in a pretty quiet pit lane I think there's probably only four maybe five cars still there in fact as I say that out goes the Lawson Ashenbach Lone Star driven Lone Star Racing Mercedes AMG GT3 that's the 74 car that's on the track and also uh, that was Montoya going back out in the number six so that, that's an interesting one Shea Montoya got to the front of the queue, headed straight out... Uh, and then basically came back in after the installation lap and he's been no, in there no. for a lap or two and now he's gone out again.
4: No, it was uh, Dane Cameron who started the session. Oh, yes, you're right, it was. Montoya was walking around with his fire suit down uh, very casually Good waving point. at the other drivers who's trying to play some head games with them, I think. So they sent out Dane, he came in they did pit stop practice, which is pretty normal for what they do. Um, by the way, quick Michelin track temperature, 81 degrees ambient, 98 degrees on the track, so it's come down a little bit. Thank you Tony Dizzino for that. Um, yeah, so they did their normal pit stop practice and driver change. That's pretty typical for the championship leading Penske. And just as I've come down to the winds pit box to try and figure out why Ben Keating was not yet out around Road America, track at which he's won at twice and his co-driver has won five times, the car leaves.
2: Of course it did.
4: And it's a long pit lane too.
2: Yes. Uh, 81 in the air, you said. Fahrenheit, that's 27.2 degrees Celsius and 94 on the track, dropping down to a... Relatively pleasant 34 and a half degrees Celsius. That
3: number 33 car, that, didn't that come in quite a while before the end of the morning session? Yeah. Swapped early?
2: Yeah, it uh, did. Having
3: set the fastest time with Jerome Blackamolin at the wheel of that car.
2: Not sure how many laps Ben did actually this morning. Blake did a few set the time. And ben went out, I think, for only a relatively short run, Jeremy. I don't think it was a, a super long one.
3: According to this, he did nine last. Yeah,
2: I didn't, th- I didn't think it'd been, you know, certainly wasn't... A, I, I didn't see him out there for 20 minutes, half an hour. If you're just mm, joining that'd
3: be, us... That'd be the better part, 20 minutes around, would well, not it? Wouldn't
2: it would be, actually, that's true, yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining us, where well, if you are in the world, thank you, half past ten in the UK, an hour later than that in Europe and uh, here at the track on the PA and 454 even is our scanner frequency we will be on uh, XM Sirius for the weekend Sirius Channel 202 for the race on Sunday and of course you can watch as well as listen if you're in a territory like the UK for example that doesn't have a network TV deal live flag to flag coverage in sound and vision uh, go to imsa.tv or to the player at theplayeratradiolemon.com. Let's find out from the man at the top why that 33 went in early, earlier on today. Ask other questions as well, by all means, as we hear the mellifluous tones of Ben Keating.
4: Ben, you guys didn't do the full session this morning. You perked it up a little bit early. Is that just because you and Jerome, with seven wins between the two of you, know how to get it done?
1: No, uh, it's because... Uh, <clears throat> uh, I was uh, run off track uh, by the 10 car going into Canada Corner uh, and uh, uh, miraculously somehow uh, only grazed the wall. Uh, But uh, we were afraid we'd knock the toe out uh, or damage the car. And clearly, you know, both Jerome and I were quick. uh, And uh, we felt like we had a really good car and we needed to go put it back on the pad to check out everything, make sure uh, that it was okay.
4: And everybody's satisfied with the the state of the car? There's no worry about
1: it? Uh, You know, Jerome just went out for his first laps in this practice, so we'll see. Uh, uh, You know, uh, we we haven't done any laps since then, Uh, uh, but uh, everything looks okay on the setup pad, so we think we'll be okay
4: man fingers crossed for you you and drone have a little bit of work cut out for you this weekend last weekend bill riley at the ferroy challenge his driver won both races and got pulled both races you were so close to getting your full first pole position the last time out so uh i think you now have to step up
1: well this is my uh, favorite track in the whole the whole season uh this is my favorite place to come and uh you know, one of the reasons why I love it is because I've been quick here. So uh, I, I know how to get around here quick. And uh, sure, you bet. I, I, I'm hopeful that uh, we finally uh, make up that one more spot to get a pole. Good luck this weekend, Ben. And thank you, Shay. Four
3: times Ben Keating has qualified second this season in number 33 car. Really impressive. Uh, by him and uh, but they don't seem to have any, any luck at all in the races so no. hopefully so they can turn that around this weekend and uh, maybe he can get his first pole and maybe uh, get it at least on the podium as well that certainly would be deserved uh, a couple of improvements Ricky Taylor improved his time uh, to go fast, this so is a 150.284 for number seven Acura, well that has just been eclipsed by his teammate Juan Pablo Montoya 150.256, so the two Acuras are at the top of the charts at the moment and for the first time today we've seen one of the Mazdas show it's uh, something like its full potential. Uh, this morning the two Mazdas were down in sixth and eighth positions the best of them was Harry Tinkman in the car number 55 that was a full one and a half seconds away from the Quicket's time. Well, now Jonathan Bomberito has gone third fastest this afternoon at a 150.8. So, that already is uh, about three quarters of a second faster than the best of the Mazdas earlier today.
2: been a lot of spotlight Sean rightly so, on Mazda's two back to back wins the last twice that the DPIs have been out. You've got to say, Acura and Team Penske have had a pretty decent year, Jeremy, and they're oh, yeah. right on form again uh, podium finishes quick laps, racing well didn't have possibly the season that they might have hoped for last year by their own judging by their own high standards let's say but they've absolutely there this year and they have been at every single race
3: yeah absolutely right they have been and you know they've been super consistent they've been fast uh, and consistent and, and you know those those two those two attributes together generally lead to championships. I mean, they, they've got a three-point edge only at the moment over Felipe Nasser and Pippa Durrani, but uh, generally speaking, the Acura has, had the, has the legs of the Cadillac this year, so for, for Nasser and Durrani to be that close is uh, just shows how well they have done. They've had the win at Sebring, of course, but it's that consistency now of the Cameron Montoya pairing in particular. Uh, five podium finishes in a row, two wins, three third places. That is a sort of Form that uh, goes on to win championships as Dane Cameron already knows because yes. he's already done it a couple uh, of years and ago And that's the
2: championship stand at the moment Jeremy in terms of the uh, the drivers and the manufacturers for Yeah, uh,
3: three-point edge then for Cameron and Montoya over Nasser and Durrani, uh, the sister uh, Acura of Evers and Ricky Taylor. That's only uh, there's only nine points off the championship lead, then uh, they're ten points ahead of all of a sudden Mazdas mm. have come into uh, the in t- into the reckoning. Oliver Jarvis and Tristan Nunez now stand fourth in the points, only 19 points out of the championship lead. Uh, in the manufacturers, uh, Acura leads the way by, again, three points over Cadillac, 230 to 227. Mazda, even with those last win, the two wins in the last two races, they're still a fairly distant third. They're 11 points behind Cadillac in the man- Manufacturers' Championship. But
2: In this run into Motul Patilamon at the end of the season, mm. Jeremy, these are the races that you can't afford to lose momentum. Yeah. You can't afford to have a, a bad finish here because you could undo a pretty good season by one bad result right now.
3: Yeah, and you know, and it, it's, it's all action, isn't it, now? I mean, the, 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 the prototype cars were not at Lime Rock a couple of weeks ago, so they have a little bit of a breather since Canadian Time Motorsport Park, but, uh, you know, just uh, th- this race here and then, uh, they won't be at VIRR that's also a GT only race so they're going to only got two more cha- two more races after here before the end of the season at where tech race or Laguna Seca and then of course the season finale at Petit Le Mans so you know, every point counts now at this stage in the season we've said it before but you get your points if
2: you can get a point in early it doesn't matter what sport you are but particularly when effectively you're running a league all these events ...counting towards the big championship, we will be... ...as far as the GT Daytona competitors are concerned... ...we'll be finding out who our first champions of the season are... ...at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca of course... ...because the Sprint Cup comes to an end there... ...so that's something that we'll have to be aware of... ...and then two championships to be decided at Motul mont ...for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship... ...the overall championship but also the Endurance Cup which, of course, comprises the longer races of the year, that being the Rolex 24 Daytona, the Mobil 1, 12 hours of Sebring, the in 6 hours at the Glen, and then Motul petit uh, in October. Now, just going out at the moment is the 67 Ford GT. Uh, Ryan Briscoe taking that one out. And... She's just been watching that go out with a little bit of a concerned look, She.
4: Well, they tried to close the right side door and didn't quite get it all the way shut. But before they could fix it, Ryan took off. So that car with a slight different aerodynamic uh, device on the right-hand side than he was possibly expecting.
2: Yeah, well, the Australians haven't been uh, that good with DRS uh, over the last day or so. So uh, maybe Ryan will have to come in and have that looked at. Just see. Him. <laughs> Keep an eye of the 67 car. It was Ryan that took by, but it wasn't. Yes, it was. So we.
3: Jerome uh, D- by the way, has a- answered the question that uh, Ben Keating was kind of asking you: know, How is the car going to be after that uh, <laughs> the in- incident this morning? Well, the answer is pretty good because bleckerman has gone to the top of the charts in GTD and a two minute six point seven in kind of a 33. That compares to his fastest time this morning he also led the way this morning before that incident the 206.0 so not quite as quick this afternoon as this morning uh but uh wow Temps there's a big a improvement higher. though for paul holton in the mclaren up into second place wow. kind of a 76. For him. uh at a 207.1 and that is significantly quicker than this morning by uh, by uh, by eight tenths of a second it was 11th quickest this morning uh, was that compass racing mclaren with matt plum aboard so uh, I, I fancy obviously a, a fresh set of Michelin tires this afternoon and Paul Halton taking advantage of the fact That, that car has had some help from the balance of performance gods since the last outing at At, uh, at lime rock park. They've got a, a, a little bit less weight on number 76 the car actually 30 kilos less So it's quite a bit That's a better part of 70 pounds Less weight on the car also a bit of boost in the horsepower as well as a result of a little bit more turbo boost so uh, those two effects are bringing the car much closer to the main pack now in GTD. Uh,
2: fifty-seven, accurate.
3: Again, fifty-seven car. It's well, the back No, again. it's
2: it's out. It's
3: out on it is the circuit. A, it's only done three laps. Is it? It's now? out
2: on the circuit now. It is out on the circuit now. That's it's got bizarre. a big crack it's shown in the. Being, uh, it's shown in the pits. They had problems with their transponder this morning, I think, because I looked at that car and it looked like it'd done a lot of ins and outs, but. Uh, Mike Shank of MSR told Shea that they were uh, they'd definitely mm-hmm. been out all the time and that car with a as I say a massive stone hit or debris hit on the onboard camera on the roof uh, heading down to Canada, Canada, Canada corner. corner now <laughs> and so that's turn 12 isn't it here so <laughs> heading back towards us so we'll get visual confirmation of that car being out on the track and make sure I'm not just watching a replay <laughs> on their camera feed which kind getting excited about a replay not really a headline frankly it's happened (laughs) far too many times in the past Uh, that car has now come into the pit lane so that is the 57 car now is in the pit lane and let me see I can see one of the right okay so I am watching a replay then on that car because that's definitely the caterpillar
3: or, or wasn't the
2: I'm sure Shea Adam is uh, at the pit is at it the JDC moment. Car?
4: I'm walking down to their pit box. Um, what side of the car am I going to be looking at
2: uh, actually it might be the JDC car which has also just come in
4: ah okay so JDC
2: have a look at the, uh, the camera on the, the roof of the car if it if you can the see that
4: camera of the JDC car Yeah okay I'll go walk down It'll to them.
2: Uh, however, before you, no, no, before you leave, okay. before you leave the cat car, cat yep. Caterpillar car, we need to find out why it hasn't been out then. Okay, I'll do that first. Thank
3: you. And all change in GTD, you talked about just a couple of minutes ago, wasn't it, that the Jerome Blakey was fastest. Well, no longer. We've <laughs> now got Lexus first and third, number 14 car Jack Hawksworth has turned a 205.6 which is uh, four tenths of a second quicker than the best time this morning by any car, that being Jerome Blackamollen's uh, number 33 Mercedes. Second fastest now is Patrick Long at a 206.3 in the park place Porsche. And in third place Townsend Bell jumping up there into the uh, third position, car number 12 at 206.6, so quite a big margin between those three cars, full second. But uh, they are the top three cars now in the class. Jerome and all, all of a sudden now bumped down to fourth position. Paul Holton is oh. fifth, and Andy Lally, who's also in the pits at the moment, in kind of 44, uh, is of,
2: in six. Bit of debris on the circuit at the outside of the final corner, right on the exit point, and very bright orange colour. Has that come from a Penske Acura? Looks like a piece of... Uh, Those cars are in the pits.
3: Could yeah. be, it? Is it a dive plane or something?
2: Well, the six cars still out. Montoya's car's out. Could be a dive plane or some part of the bodywork. Or oh, is it from... Now, it could also be from um, the McLaren, couldn't it? Because that's got a very orange bit of bodywork. The rubbish on the track flag, the yellow and red flag, is being shown. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's not on the racing line. It's opposite the apex, but on the left-hand side of the corner. So
3: the wrong side of the corner as far as the racing line is concerned. Side by side there, two prototypes across the start-finish line. It was the, I think it was the number 10 car. Yes, it was. And one of the Mazes didn't notice which one it was. Well, I guess I'm a
2: There's a bit of work going on on the 6, Penske. And doors are open. They're having a look around the front end of that car. That chair for me would be the favourite for the one that's dropped a bit of bodywork at the moment. I'm I'm kinda of putting two and two together and making five, but you know my dad was a cop and a damn good detective, so I'm only looking at the, the potential evidence there. I place it before the court. You can you can make the judgment.
4: I I would have to agree with that, especially since the number seven was in the pit lane when you guys noticed the debris and had not just come in, but had been there for quite some time. So looking around, I don't see a new nose cone anywhere. Oh, no, I do. Uh, There's an old nose that's sitting up on the wall. And if I walk around the Lamborghini pit box... Both dive planes missing from the front left of the car, so that would be where the debris came from. Um, now, the question is, who was driving the car at the time? Was it Dane or was it Juan? Because both uh, drivers... It uh, was JPN
2: yeah. who brought it in.
4: Ah, because uh, Juan's helmet and seat inserter are on the wall, so he's got to be around here somewhere um i did get an answer for you by the way on the number 57 the oh, high well racing with meyer shank that was a problem in the right rear shock it took all that time to get it replaced because it wasn't seated right so they did manage to get that fixed, and they did just send katherine out but they're also doing some setup changes at the same time so it was a pretty whole pit stop in terms of them trying to do many things at once
2: yeah, that's, this is the time to do it. Still 37, 38 minutes, let's call it, to go in this second and final practice session of the day for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Jeremy Shaw is alongside me in the booth.
3: Jack Hawksworth was already fastest uh, by a pretty goodly margin in GTD number 14, Lexus. We just went faster again. He actually just brought the car into the pit lane, but his previous lap was faster again. 205.162 for Jack Hawksworth. That's a heck of a lap. The uh, qualifying lap record last year set by Patrick Long was a 206.5, so 1.4 seconds quicker than that. That is pretty stout. Uh, Patrick uh, Long in number 73 car before he's uh, brought that car into the pit lane and handed over to Patrick Lindsay and Townsend Bell who's also now back in the pit lane in Lexus car number 12 they're also underneath the old track record marks so The top three cars in GTD now faster than the existing qualifying record
2: notice a couple of people tweeting out Jeremy from the teams a number of people uh, including the latest one from Action Express guys hard at work tuning the Action Express Machines uh, with 40 minutes left in the session. That was uh, three or four minutes ago. I'm interested to see just how much work is still going on on setup. We have to keep reminding ourselves though that this weekend is eight races into the new for most of the teams the new relationship with the new tyre supplier and I suspect that to get the best out of the Michelins little changes will still be being done even at this stage through the season you'll start off somewhere here maybe with a, a setup possibly not dissimilar to a track been new already although Watkins Glen maybe has a lot more grip than this but at that point at least you've got a, a baseline haven't you and you start from from there and start to then do the, the fine tuning as it were
3: yeah, very good point. Uh, and the, the the Cadillacs are certainly very closely matched around here, and they've been uh, making improvements on those cars. Uh, as uh, that was, was jump? Oh, Oliver Jarvis just jumped up from behind the Cadillacs up into third pl- place overall. So uh, it's Acura, Acura, Mazda, Mazda, Nis- you'll like this, John. Here's the order now in, in uh, DPI. Acura, Acura, Mazda, Mazda, Nissan, Cadillac, 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 Cadillac. Okay. So they're in uh, yeah. manufacturer order for you. Uh, you might like that. Cadillacs probably won't because the best of them remains 1.4 seconds slower than the best time set earlier by JPM, by Pablo Montoya. But incredibly closely matched are the Cadillacs. Uh, The fastest of them is number 10 at a 51.702. The second of them is number 85, Michel Goitberg, uh, also at a 51.702. Identical times then. Um, Philip Albuquerque in number five is a tenth of a second behind them. Simon Trummer, number 84 car, is another tenth further back. And then uh, maybe less than two tenths behind him is the number 31 car of Pipo Durrani.
2: Yeah, if I if I was being picky, I would say if you're gonna have all the manufacturers together, can we have them in alphabetical order? Uh, and that would be all the Cadillacs ahead of the Masters and the Nissan. But you know <laughs> and then within if you don't mind within the manufacturer if the you can have them in the number order okay, there. Five, yeah. But you know, that's just why that's just why I was Oh my. CD all well, certainly, certainly that the, in the, alphabet, the uh,
3: accurate team Pensky is is going to your plan. I like that, six, six from seven from seven. Yes, yeah. A is ahead of everybody else. It's, yeah, good, it's good.
2: all over the place in uh, in GT Le Mans. The two Ford sixty-seven from sixty-six uh, in the put lane at the moment. Chevy Corvette number three is in third with Jan Magnusson. Nick Tandy leads the two Porsches nine eleven from nine twelve. Earl Bamber in the of the car then it's the number four chevy corvette from tom milner still only eight tenths away by the way mm. on a four mile lap let's remind ourselves and uh, the two bmw's are 25 from 24 in the hands of conor de Filippi and jesse kron two bmw m8s from rahel letterman lanagan racing in gtd the lexus just going back out again after that quick time was set by jack Hawks with his teammates in the car now cory lewis for yeah. the 48 machine just jumped up into second position that's a cracking job by Corey Lewis. Bill Oberlin, first time we've mentioned Bill Power this weekend in the 96 Turner BMW in third. Fourth, and the fourth different manufacturer is the Mercedes of Jerome Blakemoulin, who's just moved up into that position with the 206. Then Patrick Lindsay for the Porsche. Five different manufacturers in the top five, but after well there are some quite big gaps there actually there's a three tenths gap between lewis in third in second and the bmw bill in fourth but it's it's quite tight other than that six tenths between the leader the Lexus in the lead and the rest of the field and that's the that is the big gap actually that yeah. is
3: the big gap you're absolutely right john uh, and it, 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 up until uh, Corey Lewis and Bill Oblin turn those laps on their last time around the gap from first to second in GTD was well over one second mm-hmm. uh, that that was uh, but at least now we're seeing a couple of guys improving there and Juran Bleckermann actually has also improved in the number 33 Mercedes so he's back up into fourth position But still more than a second away from that time remarkable time so- turned by Jack Hawksworth
2: Yeah that is impressive. How does that stand up to what we did this morning, Jeremy? Oh, way Two or five. faster. I, I was going to say, is that yeah. quick? It must be, must
3: The it? good time this morning was a 2.06.0 wow. for Jerome blackamolan
2: So the GTDs are getting quicker. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. It's not It's I not do. necessarily the case in all the other classes. No, but
3: overall, I mean, you know, 50.0 50, 50. was the best time this morning, so 50.2... It's not far off. Off. No, a couple of tenths only and it's, it's certainly warmer this afternoon there so uh, the Acura is both running very well that both of the mass has gone significantly quicker this afternoon than they did this morning 50.5 for Jarvis 50.8 for Tinknell the uh, Tinknell car this morning its best was a 51.5 and a 51.7 for the other car so how
2: how relevant do we think this running is at this time of day though Um, Mm, pretty
3: relevant for for
2: it's it's all right for race day isn't it Oh yeah absolutely so uh, no, actually, the race will be finished about an hour ago, won't it? But, no, uh, oh, there or thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, we'd it's have five been o'clock already, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, five o'clock, yeah. the race. V- we finish it at a quarter past four.
3: Correct, so we do.
2: Yeah. I'll
3: Shoot.
2: be... We'll have been... We'll have done Michelin post-race tech and we'll be... ...pointing our vehicles... Uh, ...southbound to either Milwaukee or... My car, Chicago. I should be reveling in the luxury of my Audi Q8. Thank you, Audi USA. Very impressed by that, by the way. Very aggressive-looking SUV. She's got a and great Dodge heavy truck, which I came in with her
3: this morning. Another improvement for Corey Lewis, by the way. Still remains second, now within a half a second of Jack Hawksworth's best. In that number 48 Lamborghini, and just to reiterate, that Paul Miller Racing Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo shared uh, Corey Lewis and Brian Sellers again, as was the case at Lime Rock Park a couple of weeks ago. That was because the uh, regular driver in that car, Ryan Hardwick, was uh, recuperating from injuries suffered at Canadian Time Motorsport Sport Park, and unfortunately. The news of his MRI on his injured knee was not good. Requires surgery, so he will be out for the rest of the season. We'll, um, Ryan Hardwick, I believe, is on the timing stand here, as he was at Lime Rock, but won't be driving again, either here or, or for the final few races. So we wish him well in his recuperation. I hope surgery goes well and we'll mm-hmm. see him back, certainly. He decided to get that so The surgery was required. He could have put it off. Uh, I, I gather, but he wanted to get get it out of the way and start and his recuperation. Full, full, yeah, start recuperation, be fully fit uh, in time for I, Daytona. I, I, I've got to tell
2: you, Jeremy, those things you don't recuperate overnight yeah. with those. That'll be months of physio and recuperation. Uh, you've got to work hard, even a you know a relatively nowadays routine operation like a, a cartilage operation or something like that. Well, you're in and out in a day, but it's the recuperation and the physio afterwards. And I think shit. Weren't we talking about maybe that being five or six months, that recuperation time?
4: Yeah, that's what Ryan said to me earlier, that he's definitely not going to be at VIR because he's not able to travel. So he'll miss that and WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. But he's hoping that at least to come by Road Atlanta since that's his backyard. And he said it's going to be really tight as to whether or not he's fully functional again. For the roar, but he said he's definitely going to be good to go for the Rolex 24.
2: Yeah, good, uh, and that makes perfect sense. Get it done, get it out the way, take the pain of the rehabilitation, which it will be. You just got to work hard. There's no shortcuts around things like that. Unfortunately, I speak from bitter experience from soccer injuries back
3: in wow. my uh, my teenage yeah. years. Well, Ryan too. I mean, he's had uh, injuries on his uh, two two-wheel competitive career and and yeah. uh, and on the. Uh, Jet skis as well. They're, so. they're different. They're different yeah. breed, those guys. Yeah. Different
2: breed. Was it? Uh, it was one of the Dunlops, wasn't it? Who uh, rode in the Irish Road Racing Championship two weeks after fracturing a pelvis and Didn't went out and won a race. Um, I remember seeing Colin Edwards being lifted onto his superbike at Brands Hatch for World Superbikes many years ago, and he literally had to be lifted onto it. He could just about hold the bike up by putting one foot down as they came to the start but he couldn't have got off it if he would needed to, that was it if it had fallen over the other way he wouldn't have been able to stop it it was all pinned up, those guys are different gravy, they really are, now do we have a slow moving AMG GT4 in the shape of, uh, GT3 excuse me, in the shape of the lone star car I think we do, yeah that's not moving at speed, the 74 machine at the moment in the hands of who? Uh, that is second page for me. Uh, that is
3: Lawson Aschenbach. That is definitely not Lawson Ashenbach's speed. Well, he'd just, he just gone... Uh, there was a blue first sector on that car, so... Uh, well, he was he's, he's is, definitely he's not blue sector speed, yeah. which is
2: the best speed of the car in the last part of the lap. I, I fancy we might see that car popping into the pits here. Unless... I mean, it, I suppose he could be looking for a bit of a gap and doing a... Yeah, 66 seconds in the middle sector. Yeah. He's well off. Yeah, uh, You're talking probably 14 seconds off. Yeah, he's in the pit lane. He is in the pit lane. So Shea she- Adam is already on her way. 57 that we were worried about early on. Remember that car had a shocker, a shock absorber. It hadn't just had a shock. Yeah. It, it wasn't great, but it also had a shock absorber issue as the... 74 car right in front of us now uh, and
3: the, the, the sister Acura the championship leaders Trent Hinman in Car 86 he's just jumped up to fourth fastest uh, a couple of minutes ago before bringing that car into the pit lane so we've now got Lexus Lamborghini BMW Acura Mercedes Porsche top six all different cars 74 I fancy
2: you're you're probably a bit closer by now even than I am I'm I'm looking straight across the track I think that car might have run wide somewhere and gone off the sort of looking at the front splitter and around the front wheels
4: areas yeah they're they're doing the uh, I'm going to turn the wheel and tell the driver I've made a change even though I really haven't sort of thing on the front wheels of this number 74 Mercedes Uh, Gar has stayed behind the wheel uh, excuse me, Lawson has. Gar has stayed up on the pit box. He's not going to be getting behind the wheel of the car yet. I don't see any grass in the radiator. They're putting the hood back down. They're just looking under the bottom of it. Uh, there's no damage to the left-hand side of this car. Let me complete the sweep. A slight little ding on the left rear, but that doesn't look like it's new. And the right side, just coming up past the door. No, it, it it's not scratched Um, but there does seem to be a bit of worry about the bottom of the car so perhaps Lawson ran over a curb and was worried about doing some uh, bottom damage that he couldn't see.
2: Right it looks like they're getting ready to send that car still sitting on the jacks at the moment. Let
4: me put my mic down so that I can actually get down on my hands and knees and see under the car too. (laughs) Okay
2: this is called doing a Bradley. A
3: couple of improvements in uh, the in the Cadillac ranks over the last couple, so we've got a new, new, new uh, class leader that's there in the Cadillacs. So Joao Barbosa, has just turned a 51.681 in Calibre five, and for all the Cadillacs, you really do need to go down to the the, uh, the third decimal place. 51.681, then for Joao Barbosa. Ranga van der Zander in Calibre ten uh, earlier, much earlier, turned a 51.702. Uh, also at a 51.702 was Tristan Vautier, number 85 car for JDC Miller Motorsports Uh, Piper Durrani improved last time around a 51.742 it's just crazy close between uh, each of those, uh, all all four of those cars covered by just 0.06 of a second and Stephen Simpson languishing behind them by another, well a couple of tenths in kind of 84
2: and meantime Jeremy there's a race broken out in this practice session between the 912 Porsche and one of the two BMWs, and I, I think it's Conor De Filippi's number 25 car. Uh, no, it's not. It must be the 24. Yes, Jesse Cron, the 24. Yes, it is. They came... Th- you could not have got a very thin telephone. You couldn't have got Cart Leite's telephone directly between them. And there's only 967 people living El Leite as they went across the line absolutely no performance advantage to either of those cars, the Porsche did not have the power to pull out even using the draft, this is a power circuit and the Porsche is the least powerful of the GT Le Mans cars uh, they are now uh, heading up to the carousel, the BMW has pulled out maybe uh, a couple of cars length, so I'll keep an eye on that while Shea gives us the update on the Lone Star AMG GT uh, 3, excuse me, yes GT3 the number 74 car which is now left its pits and there's a brush being applied, is that a clue uh, that brush being used in the in the pit stalls here?
4: Yeah? Uh, there were just a couple of stones that were left, uh, Lawson reported that he hooked a wheel on a curb and he, he felt an immediate loss of power when he went back to full throttle so he brought it back into the pit lane very slowly but after some jiggery, some pokery and some computer plug in, they determined that the car was fine and sent Lawson back out
2: Yeah, they've been worried that they've jumped something loose or maybe pulled out a drive shaft or something like that. It's easily done. Uh, Also back in the pit lane, the number 91 Porsche. Anthony Imperato has brought that white, uh, black and orange car back into the pits. Was that the battling Porsche and BMW going by? (laughs) It was, yes it was. Uh, uh, Imperato out. Dennis Olsen, Porsche young professional in. In comes the light blue and orange uh, Ford GT. That's the 67 car, isn't it? Yes, it is. And Shea says that's a light red, not an orange. Ryan Briscoe in that car. Top of the shop, the two Fords at the moment. 67 from 66. There is, Jeremy, something about the light here or the tint in our windows or whatever. I'm not sure. But that car has never looked better either as it went up the pit lane. That light blue Ford, it, the cars are the, the liveries this weekend are really popping. The light here is absolutely fantastic. We'll be doing some sound and vision for you, of course, for the IMSA Weather Tech Sports Car Championship for their qualifying session tomorrow. Whether you're here in the States or further afield, it's all free. There's no brakes and uh, no geo blocks. And hopefully, we'll have the same kind of light and weather, and you'll see what we're talking about here. I've never seen these liveries look so good absolutely fantastic there's another one the teal blue and black of the 48 Paul Miller car just going past our IMSA broadcast centre and over the top of the rice down towards turn one absolutely look a picture all of the cars fantastic
3: Couple of improvements in DPI. Peter Duran, you just uh, come onto pit lane. His previous lap was at 151.285. That was quickest of all of the Cadillacs by about four tenths of a second. He's still a second away from the fastest time though set by Dane Cameron much earlier in this session. Also, Harry Tinknell improved last time around in car number 55, the Mazda, fourth place Mazda, 150.837 for the Brit. So just 0.028 of a second between the two Acuras at the top of the charts. Number six car, it is that's fast at 150.256. That was Juan Pablo Montoya. Again, very early in this session. Uh, his teammate it was Ricky Taylor who set the time in kind of a seven at 150.284. Right, I don't think we'll improve this time around, Mike see that current pit lane is a second and a half down in the middle sector not sure whether that was traffic or whether he's going to be pit lane bound there's an improvement in GTD I think we've got a bunch of qualifying simulations going on this afternoon Ben Keating is out there at the wheel of number 33 he's just improved the time that was set a while ago by Jerome Bleckermolland wow. so Ben Keating up to third fastest now overall in GTD this afternoon, it's number 14 Lexus that leads the way, 205.1 the number 48 car that was Corey Lewis who set the, the time aboard the Lamborghini 205.6 is second quickest and Ben Keating in the Mercedes now coming to 33,
2: a, a 205.8 Acura, Acura, Mazda, Mazda, Nissan, then the Cadillacs Six from seven, from 77, from 55. That's your top four. They're within a half a second of each other. A couple of tenths further back. The Nissan in fifth is the 54 column brown driven car. Best of the Cadillacs. Well, it's two Action Express cars. 31 wheel and engineering from the Mustang sampling. So red and white from dark grey. And There's half a second between those two. And three tenths between the best of them and the Nissans, Mazdas, and Acuras ahead. So then so you starting to talk about a second away from the best time at that point. And the two Acuras are separated by the blink of an eye, as Jeremy said earlier, 0.028 of a second. Quite a few cars. We're not calling all of these out because there are quite a few cars being called for track limits at turn one and having laps invalidated. And that will become more important, of course, Jeremy, tomorrow when we go into qualifying. You can't afford to do that. Start losing quick laps and that ruins your lap right at the start of it. You've got to come four miles
3: around before you can start another one. Yeah, two minutes before you start another one. Yeah, doing those making those calls, but I understand why they do. Video,
2: there's video there, Jeremy. What uh, MSR have started doing now is on the, the places that they're good at in force. Then so, so, so uh, coming up the hill at see at uh, Watkins Glen to turn eight, exit turn one. They have uh, specific videos that are looking at that so they can be pulling up the stills all the time.
3: Yeah, that lap by the number 66 car, Joey Hand, was invalidated. He brings the car actually into the pit lane on that lap in any case, so no improvement there. Remains second quickest in GTLM's number 67 car that leads away. 202.563 uh, was set uh, much earlier on by Ryan Briscoe. To a two, six, so just over a tenth of a second slower it's the time set by Dirk you know, Mueller comes to six. Mm-hmm. six.
4: We were talking about mock qualifying runs. Well, how about this? Harry Tinknell, the number 55 Mazda. We also were talking earlier about the fastest lap that Alan McNish ever did around here. And that's something that Jeremy and I are going to have to figure out later on tonight. But Harry Tinknell is going for a mock quality run. How can I tell this? They just put a new rear wing on the car that has no lip on the back of it, which means that she is fully trimmed out. And Harry is going to go as fast as he possibly can around Road America.
2: Right. That's interesting. So no gurney flap on the back of the 55 that's going to make it very quick down the tubes how will the car handle through the quicker stuff turn one maybe uh, and certainly coming through the carousel the minimum speed through the carousel actually for the prototypes isn't that slow also I'm thinking about turn seven we saw problems there earlier on for Justin Piscatello, albeit in a GT car it's a real balancing act of compromise here at Road America around the four miles Just on 15 minutes to go in this second practice session of the day for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Guard Championship if you're over in Europe uh, it's just after uh, 11 o'clock in the UK so just after midnight on Saturday now in Central Europe thanks for staying with us more action tomorrow and remember all of our single manufacturer series races the Lambo... Lamborghinis and the Porsches as well as the Michelin Pilot Challenge all of those races available in sound and vision via IMSA.tv are on the player at RadioLamont.com. plus we'll have qualifying for this championship, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship that's in sound and vision with no blocks or brakes either and as far as the race on Sunday, the big race on Sunday for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship here in the States SN we will bring you that, the team's up in Charlotte getting ready to call that one for you with their pit lane squad of course on site here if you're outside the US and in a territory that doesn't have a network TV deal, you'll be able to watch full flag to flag coverage with our trackside commentary from here at the circuit if you're not sure, check the IMSA website, there's plenty of details on how you can watch that around the world. And if you've got the Imsa app of course, even if you are here in the stage, you can still get some onboards as well as our live call here. And if you've got to move about then you can listen in on RS2 Imsa Radio or at Sirius two zero two at the weekend across the broadcast area for Sirius XM. So, at Imz Radio, if you're interested in getting in touch with us, you want to bring up any points, that's right across the weekend. The number nine car now losing a lap, that's Matt Campbell.
3: Yeah, there's been a bunch recently. Christian Nunez had one taken away as well. Number 33 car, oh. Ben Keating.
2: Uh, Harry Tinknell's leaving the pits, Jeremy. With 13 minutes to go, with a car we believe has been trimmed out a wee bit. Coming down to the bottom of the hill at turn three now. That tricky right hand always feels like you've left something on the table there, doesn't it? When you come in, it's a bit like turn seven at Road Atlanta. No, I can go faster through that, go faster through that. Oh, I'm on the grass. That's exactly what turn three is here. Downhill as well, so tricky to pick your braking point and get the car settled. Already, Harry, is it turn five? Goes all the way onto the rumble strip there and climbs the hill under the bridge to turn left to turn six got to commit to turn six before you can see the apex it's over the brow he's already charging through that fast right kink at turn seven got a bit of traffic ahead of him now including one of the porsche gt le mans cars through turn eight that car looks very well settled as harry tinknell takes the 55 mazda into the carousel and then we'll head on to the king he has to go to the Right-hand side of one of the Porsches. I think it was a 911 through the kink and heading down towards Canada Corner. Still got that uh, BMW to pass as well. A group of three GT cars tickled into the braking area for Canada Corner, which he does very nicely indeed. Don't think this is going to be a super quick lap from Harry, but he may be building up to something.
3: Oh, this is an outlap, so... Uh, good point, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, good point, sorry. You're absolutely right. I thought we'd seen him across the line, but you yeah. are absolutely yeah, right. So let's see now. He's got a group of three GT cars, a couple of GTDs, and that BMW as he goes across the line now to start what we think might be a quick lap, But he's caught the traffic at exactly the wrong time. The Lexus... The BMW GT Le Mans car and in there as well as the 73 park place car. He's got past the two GT Daytonas and now he's got to dispatch the BMW as he comes out of turn number three, heads to the right-hand side, flashes the lights to make sure the number 24 of Jesse Kron sees him and now he's got a little bit of breathing room and some space to work in. As
3: he is already down through turn five. Yeah, it's not particularly quick this one. That was a full second down on the right. uh, traffic. On the accurate, yes, exactly. Of uh, Dane Cameron, it'll take a, a lap or so to get uh, you know to get the tires up to where they need to be. In any case, next time around is, would be the one to watch. Try and get a, if you can get a clear one there, that could be interesting. Certainly, Dane Cameron's just turned a one fifty one flat. By the way, last time around, which is uh, one of his best laps, and Jordan Taylor in number ten Cadillac, uh, he's just turned a one fifty one point seven which is only within a tenth of a second of that car's best lap this afternoon. Under ten
2: minutes to go now, Jeremy. And this is the last track action for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship today. Plenty still to come, though, with a session coming up for the GT3 Porsches. And that is their qualifying session. And then at 6.30, for those of you here at the track, it will be the state of the series, including the 2020 schedule announcements. Scott Atherton on stage down at the Tufter Centre. I'll be down there with him as well. And that's all going to be put together in a video and released later on this evening. It'll be turned around very quickly for those of you here in the US. You'll see that overnight, I'm sure, in the UK. Also, the press releases coming out. And off the back of that, start making your notes and then tweet your questions to Scott Atherton using at radio and the hashtag AskAtherton, A-S-K-Atherton, A-T-H-E-R-T-O-N. And we'll compile those. If you could get them in over the weekend, let's say Monday evening, Eastern time at the latest... And then we'll get Scott on the show on Wednesday on Midweek Motorsport and we'll devote as much time as we need to on that. Effectively, let's make that our top story and big interview rolled into one. Scott giving us some time. That's uh, really good of him to grant us that time and it's your opportunity to access the boss of IMSA once you've seen and heard the news from the schedule announcement and the state of the series as we go into 2020 and the 51st season of IMSA competition. Hashtag AskAtherton. Shit, Adam's been watching Porsches
4: and uh, not everybody getting a go today, not, not everyone being allowed to play. Well, they were allowed to play earlier, but uh, not in this session, for sure. For both of the factory Porsches, Bam Bam and Tandy, the only two drivers who have been called upon. Larry is sitting on the pit box, the other half of Bantor, Lawrence Bantor, on the pit box in shorts. And Patrick Pillay is sitting upon high, also in shorts. So both of the second drivers not being utilized for the second practice. Why is this relevant? Because normally when Porsche does this, it means that the drivers we have not seen today will be the qualifying drivers for tomorrow. So perhaps we're getting a little bit of a hint.
2: Yeah. I think it's fair to say that uh, Vanto will be doing the qualifying. He's done most of the qualifying this year, if not all of the qualifying this year, and that's the way they like it. Some teams like to swap them backwards and forwards. Um, we've got a really nice feature with Lawrence Van Tour and Earl Bamba. It'll be in the Michelin Countdown to Green on Sunday before the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Talking about leading the championship, the mindset that that brings, the Manufacturers' Championship v. the Drivers' Championship, and them versus their teammates, Tandy and Peele how does that play out towards the end of the season as well as looking forward to the race here of course and they'll be picking out a few of their Porsche keys to the race as well, that's exclusive content on IMSA Radio with the Porsche superheroes, action and adventure, they are posable figures as well in fairness BAMTO as they call themselves very funny I do like that, and that will be all on Sunday in the Michelin countdown to green Thanks for the time that the guys gave us last night as well at our Porsche dealer event. Good turnout, great cars, fantastic conversation. With just on six minutes to go, Jeremy, uh, Acura have all of the best sector times in DPI.
3: Sharing themselves, sharing them around just a little bit with the number six car that is fastest of all, fastest in sector two number seven car which is second quickest by a massive 0.028 of a second quickest in sectors one and three there's much to be read into that but certainly they've got uh, a couple of tenths of a a second in hand over the best of the mouses. number 77 as with uh, just over five just under five and a half minutes remaining top four cars are all on pit lane at the minute and a couple of the cadillacs have just gone back out again number five number ten just gone back out after uh, coming on to the pit lane to perhaps make a few changes. No other changes uh, in the of significance recently. James French in the Performance Tech Motorsports LMP2 car, kind of a 38. It's just improved last time around, or lap before that, a couple of laps before that, I guess. It was a, a 55.1. Last time around was a 55.3. Uh, but the quickest time in that class this afternoon has been set by Matt McMurray in the pr1 mattison motorsports number 52 at a 52.7 excuse me yeah 52.7 so massively That's A good luck richard westbrook has just gone out as long
2: with Joey hand in the 67 and 66 fords word with westy at lunchtime fine form of course after a win last time out very happy and his dad on site as well at uh, Lime Rock Park 55's back in sheer and uh, they've gone to
4: work at the back of the car
2: the replacement
4: wing didn't work out they put the other wing back on perhaps it was a little bit too sketchy for Harriet this time of day uh, so that change has been completely undone
3: okay nothing, Interesting. Invented, nothing gained
2: well exactly if you don't try it you don't know if it's going to work or not at least they can say yeah we've tried it it didn't
3: nope Good improvement there for James French, 53.5 that time around, so he clipped a good second or more from his previous bets. but still three-quarters of a second behind the number 52 car. And That time by Matt McMurray this afternoon, uh, 152.7, that was uh, quicker by a full second than the fastest time this morning that was set by James French at a 53.8 so both of them are quicker than they were this morning the P2 cars
2: Jeremy quickly how, how does the how do those LMP2 times stack up with James French's um, qualifying records in the past
3: here yeah the the, the the poll time here one year ago was set by uh, the P2 cars it was Robert Alon Robert the on sorry pole. yes yeah, 151.9 uh, right uh, against uh, McMurray's 52.7 this afternoon. Mm. The, the P2 cars have been slowed down slowed a bit. Slowed down a little bit since yeah. last year. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, still a good lap. Start a good
4: Ford and share Adam. Ryan Briscoe, there's a number one on the side of your car. I'm quite used to seeing that because it was there at Lime Rock. It's there now. And uh, it was there a year ago here in Road America. So, clearly, things are looking better for the 67 Camp.
5: I mean, we love this track, you know, this is definitely uh, one of our best tracks that we always come to. I think every year we've been really competitive here, so, you know, we always come here with a lot of confidence and it's nice coming off a win at Lime Rock, but uh, yeah, this session's going strong. Um, We'll see in the race. I think it's going to be a really tough race, um, but yeah, the car's performing really well at the moment and we're going to keep pushing
4: you've got the boss man back this weekend chip here uh, does that make you guys feel like he's maybe believing in you and he knows that he likes his winners
5: yeah uh, absolutely so it's great to have chip um i'm not sure if he's staying all weekend but uh but yeah we definitely like to perform well in front of the boss.
4: any tension between you and rick because of the ashes going on right now
5: um, yeah, I mean, Australia just came off a bit of a poor World Cup, so we need to try to get them get him back in the ashes, definitely. But uh, we haven't talked about it yet. I need to go have a look at it.
4: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let John fill me in on that before I let you go and talk to him just to watch your back for you. But good luck this weekend.
5: All right, thank you.
2: Well, you, you can tell Ryan it's pretty much on his even, actually, at the end of today because... Oh, no. uh, well, at the end of the day it is because we've, we're almost at their score, although we've still got uh, six wickets left, haven't we? So, But we yeah. haven't got Jimmy Anderson to bowl uh, in the Aussie second innings.
3: Definitely not. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, the... Um the, the uh, Ford Chip Ganassi Racing here got a tremendous record over the last few years here, uh, that car's been on the pole here every time it's been here, each of the last three years, uh, and won the last two years as well, so uh, they, they shared the two wins, 66 and 67 Dirt Muller so, uh, looking good again this weekend, first and second in this practice session.
2: Yeah, Dirt Muller the qualifying maestro uh, for the guys there, last uh, half a minute or so qualifying for The IMSA Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge USA and Canada by Yokohama to come. Those cars are lined up. So if you're at the track here, uh, don't go too far away from trackside as we go into GT Daytona. Fastest car there is Lexus. Fastest time set by Jack Hawksworth, who's with Shear.
4: Uh, for jack hawksworth this is a track that uh, there's almost something untold in this story book uh, it's been a track that hasn't been extremely kind to you but p1 in a practice session that's got to bring the confidence level back
6: i mean it's always nice to be at the front and um the alexis rcf's been working well the guys at avs have done a really good job so happy to see us at the front um It's only Friday though, so I don't know how much it means, but um, certainly the car's working well. Um, It's been working well the last few races, but we've just not quite managed to put the, uh, uh, the full weekend together. So hopefully this weekend we can get a really good finish and get some points on the board.
4: Well, tire day has been a problem for the Lexus in the past, but seemingly not this year with Ambassador or Sullivan. Do you guys feel better about this track than you did, say, a year ago?
6: I think so. I think, um, I think we made some, to be honest, I think over the last three years we've made good progress in terms of, you know, initially... I guess the common theme was that we were strong at the beginning of a stint and then struggled towards the end. But I felt like at the end of last year, uh, we began to make some some steps with the uh, with the continental tyre. And um, yeah, I think at well, Atlanta we were very strong at the end of the stints. And then this year with ABS, it's been a continuation of that. We've been able to develop the car a little bit better, um, just more experience with the car now. Um, and this Michelin tyre we're using, especially the S9, uh, a little bit harder compound. It seems a bit kinder on the tyres, but I will say this track seems pretty high deck for everyone, so certainly uh, it is a concern, but I think it's a concern across the board this weekend.
4: Well, here's hoping for a little good luck for you guys this week. Thanks, Jack. Thank
6: you. Cheers.
2: Great to hear Jack Hawksworth again at the Northern British Tones, Northern English Tones from the man from Yorkshire, and a change at the very top of GT Le Mans as the chequered flag came out Jeremy Shaw Porsche have found some pace when it matters
3: yeah they have Earl Bamba there goes to the top he eclipses both of the Fords there in kind of a 9.12 not by very much but uh, he and, and this is only practice but still it's nice to have that uh, recognition a two of 2.489 for Earl Bamba the fastest time this morning in gtlm was set by the the sister car number 911 nick tandy aboard a 202.1 so i don't think we've seen ultimate pace this afternoon from gtlm the uh, lap record was set last year by Dirk muller in qualifying a 201.4 so uh, still uh, a little ways uh, away from that thank
2: you jeremy thank you share we have qualifying or Tomorrow for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, you'll be able to see as well as hear that, whether you're here in the state or further afield. Of course, if you're trackside, listening on 454 and the PA system. Uh, and if you are trackside, don't go too far away because we've got 37 cars shooting for pole positions in the US and the Canadian IMSA GT3, the Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama been brilliant day to day already, and the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship is as close as ever. We're going to have a great race on Sunday. Hope you can join us for qualifying Saturday and Sunday too. It's all live here on IMSA Radio.
0: This program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLamont.com.